You're listening to the Be Well, Be Wild podcast. I'm Jenny Wolf, and with over 13 years of coaching experience, I know a thing or two about transforming the way you live, love, and lead. If you're looking to wildly upgrade your life, relationships, productivity, mental, physical, spiritual well-being, then you're in the right place. My goal on this podcast is to show you how to authentically leverage greater well-being, connection, and leadership to create true joy and lasting success at home and work. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, skills, and mindset shifts required to say bye to the status quo life and hello to being well and wildly successful. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. So have you ever wondered how you can increase your performance, mental, physical performance, and maybe get ahead of burnout? You know, people talk about burnout a lot and maybe you think that, you know, you might be on the edge of it or you may be experiencing it currently. And maybe you have good intentions with your physical well-being. Like you work out, you eat well, you do all the things, yet Every now and then you find yourself in a slump, not wanting to do your normal workout. Or maybe you're currently experiencing a version of burnout and you're wondering what you can do to get to the other side. Well, in this conversation with fitness expert Vicki Galasso, we discuss physical well-being in terms of how it relates to burnout. So we dive into the most underestimated and overlooked aspects of physical well-being. We also discuss ways to set up yourself for success um, if you find yourself burnt out. And then one of my favorite parts of this conversation was we go into an alternate perspective to burnout, why it actually might be a good thing for you or it might be something that you can embrace and just look at lens than maybe what you're looking at it for. So a little bit about Vicky. So Vicky is a former professional athlete turned strength and conditioning coach. She has spent the last 10 years coaching in college athletics and more recently in private training. She loves pouring into her clients and helping others get past their mental and physical barriers to achieve amazing things. Vicki lives in Waco, Texas, and you can usually find her at the gym, hanging out with friends, or trying out a new local coffee shop, which when she lived, she used to live where I live, and that's usually where I also saw her, either coffee shop or at a gym, so that is very true. Um, she enjoys the current small town vibes while working towards her goal of becoming a competitive CrossFit athlete. So I hope that you guys enjoy this conversation as much as I do, as I did. Um, So without further ado, here is the conversation with Vicki Glasso. All right, Vicki, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I got so good when you texted me to come on. (laughs) Well, I want to let you guys know that Vicky is near and dear to my heart. She, uh, I met her through fitness um, because I was at a CrossFit gym. And ever since, I've been like watching her and seeing her grow. And it's just been, uh, but Vicky, I want to like start this off with kind of a fun question here. What was the last workout you did that you hated, but you also loved? <laughs> Every workout. Um, 
So for those of you that don't know, I do a lot of CrossFit training. So, uh, but bear with me if you don't, because uh, I think it's, I laugh at myself a lot when it comes to CrossFit, but we did last week at my gym, we do partner wads on Wednesdays. So you and your partner usually like split the reps. One person gets to rest while the other person works. So they're like very chill days. And I was really excited to do this workout. It was like a hundred calories on the rower. Then you do then a hundred uh, box jumps, a hundred squats, like a hundred of everything. And I was very excited to share it. So I walk into the gym and I'm working out with my buddies that are also like just super fit humans. I try to keep up with. And they're like, yeah, we really like, like this workout but uh I think we're just gonna do it individual today and I was like the fuck we are no I don't want to do this and so sure enough we did it by our damn selves and uh I was very sore I think for like four days but also happy with myself that I survived 100 pull-ups like why not just throw it in in the middle of a metcon so that was also really fun because you know we can do hard things yes oh my gosh that is that is not fun (laughs) Uh, a partner tra- a partner workout turned solo. And just so that you guys know, just because Vicky does 100 pull-ups on the reg uh, does not mean that that's how she trains you. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> so definitely we're not, not going to – yeah, we're, we're not going to scare you away because really what we want to talk about today is what success – um, looks like in terms of your physical being, in terms of wellness and um, – what to you, Vicky, like if you had to describe like just generally speaking, success in terms of physical well-being, how would you how would you describe it? When I think of success and physical well-being, I think of like how rested I am. Am I sleeping? I feel I think of the food I put in my body. Am I like nourishing myself? Am I drinking water? Because I forget to drink water a lot. Um, am I moving my body? Am I sweating? Right. That doesn't have to be something high intensity like CrossFit, right? It can be walks. I love walking. Um, And then it's like my mental health. So am I paying attention to like my thoughts? Am I journaling? That's one way I like kind of keep myself healthy and grounded. And so I think there's a lot more like there's multifaceted to have like success in that wellness part, which I didn't used to believe, but now I can really see maybe it's my my old age, almost 30, um, where I can now really feel the effects um, of having that like more well-rounded, uh, success in my well-being. Yeah. That's a really big reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast today is for you to just, you know, talk about that in terms of like the well-rounded, well-roundedness with, with physical well-being. You know, it's so, I think it's so common that as soon as I mention physical well-being and even for myself, like, you know, I automatically think fitness and what does my workout look like? Um, and the fact that you're speaking to way, it's way more than that, right? It's our sleep. It's what we're putting in our body. It's our water intake. I like you forget my water. So I have to constantly be reminding myself of that. Um, and then it's also like drinking things like that. Like what is, are we paying attention? I think for, for me, one of the things that I always like to remember is like paying attention to what my body feels like, you know, like that's your physical well-being. Like, are you connected to that? Are you paying attention to that? Um, and I think that that's something that I really value in terms of what you do is you really think like holistically, like what is actually sustainable in terms of a fitness workout for somebody, right? Like, yeah, like there's a lot of coaches out there that can give a great workout, but it doesn't actually mean that it's like the right workout for people. And, um, you know, it's like their thing, like it's just trying to like 
kill every person that comes into the workout. Right. You know? And it's like, while you might leave and you might be like, oh, like that was really tough. It's like, that's just not always productive and sustainable for people. So um really love that you take the whole person into um you know perspective around it and what is you know what is it that they need and um what is actually going to make sense for them in the long run um what uh i'm curious what you think about this like what are the most underestimated aspects of physical well-being you know like the things that are often overlooked right we're kind of talking pointing to this right now but for a lot of people that maybe have a pretty great, you know, fitness routine, maybe they are waking up most mornings and and doing, you know, an act, doing some type of activity. Um, but for those people that whether they are doing that or not, what are what do you think are things that are over overlooked? Sure, um, I think that's a really good question. But the first thing that comes to my mind is rest, and that's only because I've you know, and, and multiple times in my life been at a point where I'm overworked and under recovered. And then that's where you see your performance decline. So with a client, if you're like, maybe you're very well trained, and you've been going to the gym for a long time, even maybe you're starting on your journey, and you've just been working out for a couple of months, you might hit that plateau in your training where you're wondering why I'm not seeing any more gains or like, I'm actually feeling a little soft, right? Like I don't feel tight and muscular like I did maybe a few weeks ago. The first thing I'm going to ask you is like, are you sleeping? Are you recurring? Are you taking care of your body? Because sleep, I'm going to get a little science for a second, but that deep sleep is where you get HGH released, human growth hormone. So what literally like builds your muscles back up and repairs them stronger is only achieved during deep sleep. Or if you inject HGH, which is very expensive, so I don't recommend that. But getting that natural HGH in your body is super important. So that recovery, that rest is something that I'm constantly on clients about uh, and myself, because I know if I don't sleep, I'm one, going to be a very angry person when I wake up. I'm not going to be in a good mood. The whole day is going to be terrible, right? Like, I know you felt like that. Like, the barista is going to mess up my coffee order. It's just like a crap day, right? We need to sleep. So getting that sleep, I think, is one of the more like underestimated things because again if you like don't have that foundation we're not well rested it's like trying to fill a bucket that has a bunch of holes in it like going to the gym you're just really pouring into something that's leaking and that's not sustainable um and then it's you know just going to continue until you hit a wall (laughs) so I think that's one of them and the other one that comes to my mind is just what you eat um maybe something that's underestimated people especially young people I work with a lot of like a wide variety population and especially people that are in their 20s and 30s I would say really underestimate diet because maybe they got away with some things when they were younger or they've never really thought about food and like what they're putting in their body um but I personally believe you can achieve like a lot of fitness like visually seeing your body get a lot more cut uh inflammation wise just by paying attention to what you put in your body. So getting the nutrients, right? Getting lots of fruits and vegetables, eating cleaner, like leaner meats, um, eating out less, right? Just little things like that go so far um, when it comes to your wellness. So I would say those those two are the big ones for me. Uh, I love I love that you mentioned those two. I think that I, I completely agree with you and like sleep being a foundational thing. And, and I love the analogy you used of the bucket, you know, like f- pouring water into a bucket with a bunch of holes. Um, and um, you mentioned something that I guess kind of 
you know, made me think, uh, sparked something for me, which was like, you know, you said, you know, all of these things impact your performance. So we have to be thinking like performance wise. And even when we use the word performance, you know, some people might be like, well, I'm not an athlete, right? Like I'm, so I don't need to like perform, right? But like, I often think of like performance in terms of just like your day to day. And you mentioned this, right? Like, when you're waking up in the morning, like, how are you feeling, right? It for your physical well-being, right? If you're not feeling great, I know for me, if I eat and drink um, crappy, like, so if I'm, you know, if I have some alcohol, if I um, eat some sugar or dairy, there's just certain things that just don't make me feel great. And for some people, like, they're totally fine. But for me, I'm aware of those things. And it just, like, doesn't make me feel good. And so it affects my performance. And if you add a bunch of other things in there, like now if my sleep's affected, if, um, you know, so I mess up my nutrition, I didn't sleep well because probably my nutrition. And it's like this domino effect of just, you know, a spiraling down of of my performance rather than a spiraling up or just like keeping it at a baseline. Not to say that, you know, you can't live your life, but just – you know, I think that we overlook, like you're mentioning, like these are things that are so foundational that are other hacks or trends to, to like increase our performance. People are like, oh, I'm going to like have this weird coffee or I'm going to do this like, you know, weird diet or something like that. When in reality, it's like, just practice what you already know. Like it's the sleep, you know, like put good food in your body. And I think you know, I mean, and I say that, I mean, I'm saying that right now is just as much for myself as for other people. Right. It's, it's just, it's easy, you know? And I mean, you know, some of you, you know, I mean, I know you, Vicky, Vicky, know this, but some of you listening, like my degree is in nutrition. And like, that was a big reason why I got my degree in nutrition was because it was like, I want to figure out a way that I can hack the system. And y'all, there's I'm not a way. eat sugar snap peas and I'm going to be so super tiny and it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. It's not just like, yeah, this is not, you know, it's like I want to be able to like live my life and, you know, perform as best as I can. But I think it's a cool thing that you pointed to performance and just thinking like whether you're running a, a business or you're a mom, right? Think performance, um, you know, just for yourself. Like, I mean, that's a big reason for me why I try to take care of my physical well-being is because then I can actually give to other people. Like if I'm feeling good, I can, you know, work and, and feed into other people. Um, and so from an empty cup, like you really have to look out for number one first. I think that's also, I would add that to the list too. Like selfish with it is super important because yes, even if you're a mom, even if you're a spouse, even if you have people depending on you, like, if you're not taking care of you, number one, then the amount of you is going to just really trickle down until you're at 0% you, right? And then you really can't give anything to anyone, including yeah. yourself, right? It's just like, you have to be so selfish with it, which is such a mental block, I think. Like, for so many people, for women especially, like, we want to serve, we want to, like, give to others, and we're not, like, self-serving is labeled as something that's just wrong um, when it's survival it is pure survival you have to serve yourself you have to take care of you um and then you can take care of the tribe better yeah 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 they and i think speaking to that is so cool adding that to the list so the three things that are often overlooked that you know can really contribute to our physical well-being besides you know a great workout right it's not even you know it's not really even just about that it's about sleep nutrition paying attention to what you're putting in your body and and 
putting yourself as number one, like making sure that you're investing in yourself, whether that's, you know, time or just, you know, energy in yourself, not necessarily from a, a financial standpoint, but just are you doing the things that actually fill your cup so that you can pour into others too, but you need to do it for yourself first. Um, I'm curious, do you think that if somebody just focused on these three things and didn't work out, if do you think that they would feel great about their, or like, what do you think they would feel about their physical well-being? Like, let's just say they were focusing on those three. Uh, I think they would start to feel a lot better. Absolutely. Um, no question about it. That's where I like to start with people, because if you can kind of get those things, like as habits almost, where you're putting yourself first, you're putting your nutrition like at a high priority, your sleep at a high priority, you're going to then have like that energy, right, that you wouldn't normally have to go move your body or maybe go do, go do something outside of work. Maybe go play for 30 minutes with your kid after you get home that you would have never been able to do before, right? Like taking care of those reserves and again, like plugging up the holes in the bucket, your bucket's going to get filled way faster and then you're going to be able to give to other people like you really want to. So yeah, 100% please do that experiment and then like, tell me how it goes because uh, I would bet money that you would see a huge difference. Yeah. 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 I was like, yeah, I love that. You know, you know, like the, you know, if you, the, you're talking about like the energy of this too, right? Like you're, if you're plugging the holes, like then it's going to fill a lot faster. Right. And so we have to think about like, where are the leaks? Where are the biggest leaks? So if you're, if you aren't, you know, I mean, sleep a night is like minimum, but girl, that's so lame. You gotta get like nine. You gotta sleep. You gotta sleep. Jenny. I mean, I I actually sleep a lot. I think I was okay, I good. was I was number one on like whoop on one of my groups for sleep this oh, week. So or recovery. Right <laughs> um, but uh, like I aim to at least get seven, you know, minimum. But you know, it's really common when I'm talking. I mean, that's something that I ask my clients when they were starting with me. Is like, what is you know, how many hours of sleep are you getting a night? Um, but you know, like you said, it's like, that's where you start with your clients. And I want you guys to just be thinking about that. You're listening to this podcast. Like what, you know, what are you doing? That's like a leaky, a leaky hole that you could like easily plug and everything else would just like, you know, it's like the raising, rising tide, like raises all shits kind of thing. Like, and that was something that actually had me leave the, and I might've shared this with you, but he like had me leave the personal training, like industry, the fitness industry. And so I was, I trained people in New York City for like a short period of time. And I was in the, like in the financial district. So it was people that worked for like bigger, had pretty stressful schedules. And um, I remember, you know, I would train early in the morning. And I remember I had this one client that came in and he looked, he looked exhausted. And um, I was like, hey, like, you know, how you doing? He's like, oh, well, uh. I didn't sleep last night. And I'm like, oh, like he had a bad night's sleep. And he's like, no, like he stayed up all night working. Oh and um, and uh, and we're supposed to have a training session. Like he's supposed to work out, you know? And I'm like, this does not make any sense. It's like I wanted to just like put him in a room and like close the door and like let him sleep for that <laughs> You're hour. You're going to meditate hour. Yes, here you go. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, you know, because I was just like, this doesn't, we're actually depleting, we're putting another hole in the bucket. Because, um, you know, if we're not addressing these foundational things um, and you're just going and working because he didn't feel good, right? So, like, pay attention. And what, you know, I was talking about earlier is, like, getting connected to our physical well-being is, 
is the thing that I think is most important. Tell you what you need. Listen to that, right? Like sometimes you need to go for a run and sometimes you need to go for an, you need to have a nap. So, you know, what is it that that you need in that moment? And it's, you know, even if we're coming up with a schedule that we want to follow or a, tra- you know, training schedule or whatever, it's like that is just a structure for you to, to a structure for you to support you. It doesn't mean that it's like the end all be all. You know, and I think this is like goes with anything, right? It's like this is just traditionally what people follow and what has people be successful. Yet, you know, you're a human being. And so paying attention to like what is your experience throughout that, you know, like throughout that process. And you can always, you know, rearrange the structure a little bit, right? right. Um, and I think that that's more for the people that are listening to is like, you know, if you're, you know, a lot of people I think that listen to this are high achievers. And so right. if you it's okay if you rearrange the schedule. Like you're not that person that's like always like skipping things and not doing these things, right? Like if you are, then that's a different conversation. But I, I think it's like the value too, because I'm the same way of like, oh, this isn't worth it to do, right? But if you make all of those things the same value, right? Eating well is the same value as working out at the gym. Sleeping well is the same value as working out at the gym, right? Like taking care of your mental health, the same value as working out at the gym. So then it's like, you're not ranking them to where, oh, my workout always takes priority. It's like, no, they're all the same. And maybe if you start out like one focus each day of the week, and then you bring it into like half hour increments or whatever, where you're kind of working on all four of those, like they're all the same value. Like not one is more valuable than the other. You need all four. And the better you can like build those habits with all four, right? Again, the less holes in the bucket you're going to have and the better you're going to feel and you'll feel more aligned and more energy with that, with your work and with what you can pour into and the projects that you've been putting off or even just like self-confidence and like what you're doing for yourself. But yeah, I think that's like one kind of hack I would give to like the type A or the high achiever where you're trying to pick what goes in your schedule. It, it sucks, but all four are equally important and uh, you have to like make time for all of them. Um, and so if one of them's like cutting out the other thing, then, you, you know, maybe you try the other thing for a little bit and see how that affects you um, in a positive way and make that better for yourself. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, because really thinking about like the the value of something and like it doesn't mean that they have to that one's better than the other but i think like that's a belief right i mean i love working on beliefs with people because that's really where we can make some change but like if we believe that working out the exercise is the end all be all and not you know not sleep right it's like if that's always what we're putting over sleep it's like well like we might need to kind of uh, look at that and 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 see what our beliefs are about that and and what we're actually believing that has us overworking right um in in certain areas so um I love that like thinking like that they're all of similar value that they're all important right that not one is better than the other that they all contribute to filling that filling that bucket so I what I want to really ask you about now is is burnout, especially as it relates to physical well-being. Because, um, you know, kind of like the example that I was giving earlier uh, when I was training in New York City, it's like, you know, people are filling their schedules with all of these things. And they're like, okay, yeah, and I'm going to get a personal trainer and, you know, start doing that too. And, um, you know, there is no doubt that this person that I was working with was experiencing burnout, but they were like not even aware of it, right? It's like, that's like sometimes, unfortunately, the norm for some of us is like, 
that is the baseline. But um, what I'm curious about in terms of, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a word that's used a lot. But if you had to describe, perhaps it's like with yourself or with clients that you've worked with and just with what you've seen is what do you, how would you define burnout and the experience of it? Yeah. Um, what comes to my mind is only what I've experienced and what it felt like for me, which was very recent. But the feeling that I felt was that I was like an ocean of all my tasks, dreams, things I wanted to achieve and do. And I was like treading water. I was barely keeping my head above water. I was putting all my effort into staying afloat. And then I had this like hopeless feeling of I was going to be stuck in this perpetual treading water forever unless something changed. Like I was going to be working my ass off on this. I was going to be giving too much of myself here, right? Like all of those little kind of like not taking care of myself has added up into this pool of, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. And then anything that came into play that in a healthy state, I would have been able to deal with, right? If I had a complaint or if someone maybe even criticized me, right? Like I'm normally very like, oh, whatever. Like, I don't care what you think. And it would just cripple me, right? Like little things me out of my day or take me off um, for a super long time. And that's, that's what I feel is burnout is really this like feel of a lack of control over your life. Um, that you really can't take any more of it, or maybe you're rapidly headed towards this like brick wall that you just like can't do it anymore. And then I think that's coupled with, at least in my experience, like high achievers maybe, that it's also coupled with this huge frustration that you can't be better. Like you're like, I know myself, I should be better. I should be able to do all the things to work really hard at my job, to pour a lot into my relationship, to, you know, like be a better girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, like, but I can't do that. And I'm, I'm really mad. And then it makes me feel worse. Right. So it's like this coupling of energies, um, that, yeah, it just felt super hopeless, uh, and helpless, I would say, uh, and that you're not your true self, you know, like you're just, you're just not you, um, when you're experiencing burnout, I would say, what do yeah. you think, Jenny? I know you've kind of been been there too, but yeah, what does that feel like for you for sure. I mean, I think well, I love how you, I love how you described this and 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 normalized it. Is just the the treading like the treading water, right? It's like you're doing things, moving, but you feel like you're not moving forward, right? And and so, and then and then and then adding on top of that, the um because you because it's happening, there's frustration, and then we feel on edge. So like, it's like anything, you know, feels like it can immediately like make you angry oh, or frustrated. Whole world. Yeah. Yes. It's like, it's like the drama, right? It's like everything is more significant and more dramatic when you're in that place. Um, and I think that that speaks to just like having a full cup, right? It's like, if things have been depleted, we have like poked more holes in the cup. Things have been depleted. And so we don't have any, use this word earlier, like we don't have any reserves. So we don't have, and I like, I use the word like margin. I always talk to clients about creating a margin, like an energy margin, because we are human beings and like, we're going to have days that we're off. We're, we're going to have nights that we don't sleep well, even though we intend to, right? We're going to, um, try to get our workouts in and it's not going to happen. And we're going to, you know, aim to eat well and, you know, you know, things happen, right? So it's like we need to set ourselves up for for that. We can talk more about that in a minute 
because I think that that's kind of one of those solutions. But, you know, like I think really, at least for me, my experience was like, I mean, really similar to yours, but it was almost like I felt like I didn't like what I did anymore, which I love what I do. But I was like, it didn't things that like would get me like going and get my sense of excitement about them anymore. And I was like, what is happening? Like, and I was like, change my career. Like it was a really weird experience for me because in my like heart of hearts, like I knew that I like loved what I did, but it was just that I didn't feel like I was getting the thing out of it that I usually do. And so one of the things that um, like I, I noticed during that time was I also was just really tired, even though I was well rested. Like, um, I like, I just wanted to like sleep and I wanted to read a book, um, and drink tea and go for walks with my dog. And that was, that was kind of when, for me, at least I started realizing that it was burnout. Cause I was like, I want right. to, like, there are actually a few things that I do want to do but they're just not the normal things that get me like that used to get me excited. It was actually like the simpler stuff. And that was a sign to me that I was like, I just need to like nurture myself. Like there's something that has been, and I like to think of burnout too, is like, there's this flame inside you at all times, but all of a sudden, because we have, you know, it's like if there's a candle and it's in a windstorm, like it's going to blow out. Right. So it's like the analogy (laughs) of like the bucket has a bunch of holes and it's just been depleted. So it's like, that spark within you feels like it's been out. Um, And so like, that's what it felt like for me. And it was just like, oh, so what do I need to do? Rekindle this. And um, that, that was kind of the sign for me. And I mean, at the time I was actually in therapy, um, highly recommend. (laughs) And, um, And I remember talking to my therapist and she was kind of the one that was like, oh, well, it sounds, you know, it sounds like you're burned out. And I was like, not me not me. I help people overcome burnout and prevent burnout. (laughs) It was almost like I thought that, I don't know, like I experienced it or something. Um, And in hindsight, it admits like a failure, you know, like it admits like, oh, I didn't manage this properly or, you know, I let this happen to me. It's like this whole like, oh, shoot. Like, yeah, I feel that. (laughs) Yeah. There was like shame around it. And I was like, this is weird. And you know, but then in hindsight, you know, looking back, I'm like, no shit, I was burnt out. Like, what was going on in my life? Like, there was just a lot going on. I was moving. I, like, had been in between places for six months. Like, I had a lot of changes in my business. And, you know, I can't even remember. There was other things going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, so so it was, it, was a, it was a big time for me. And I think that that is, like, the thing that at least what I want people to at least take from that is just that even if you think that you're invincible of it, right, you're doing all, you're checking all the boxes to prevent burnout. Like it may come and get you and it's okay. Mm -hmm. And, and like the, the thing that was really, um, it was almost just like a, a thing for me that I, I was like, it was just like, oh, like this is okay to be here. The, to allow myself to be here. Um, curious, like for you, in terms of like what happened with like your physical well-being during that time, like because I mean, I know for me, like I was saying, like I just like didn't really want it. I didn't like I love working out, and I like didn't really want to yeah. do that either. <laughs> um, 
Uh, so I'm curious, like for you, what did, what did your workouts look like during that time? Like, what did you do for being, um, when you became aware that you were in that, in that space? When are you saying like leading to that burnout or recovering from the burnout? I guess both. I think I'm I'm curious about both. Well, I think like leading into burnout. So it's what November, end of November. Now I was in like my wit's end drowning in early August of this year. So just a couple months ago before that, I would say my burnout had been like slowly going for like four years. I'm not even kidding. Like looking back and now like really digging in with, with my therapist and, you know, all of the introspection. Uh, but I think like the things leading up to it, exactly like what you said, like losing interest in things. Like I'm usually a very highly motivated person for myself, for other people. Like I take great like joy in motivating others. Um, and I didn't really have that. Like my workout motivation was low. And then even in my relationship, um, I was in a really great relationship for like, you know, the first couple years we were together. And then all of a sudden it just felt like, so hard and like didn't want to like have sex or things that were like fun and regular to me and then just being like oh dismissing it for any other excuse like dismissing my workouts for like oh my work was too stressful or this or that like almost making it for it um instead of admit at like something's wrong right or like I need to like regroup um and once I like hit full burnout it became like okay exactly as you said Jenny like how can I one, like sit with myself here, like be in this moment, because I think that's super important. And that took me obviously a very long time to get to. But to climb back out of it, like all I would say to someone is start in the path of least resistance. Because when you're thinking about getting back to a workout or getting back to my healthy self or getting back to this or that, it's all going to feel so daunting and overwhelming. And I know that happened for me too, where even when I was in it and I was starting to feel like, yeah, you're burnt out, something needs to change. But I wanted that like big fix that would make an impact tomorrow because I felt my relationship slipping away. I felt my body slipping away. I felt my career slipping away. I felt all these things like all my balls were falling out of the air and I just wanted something big. But really it's what is something with low resistance? So for me with working out, it was going on walks. And I was someone that was doing CrossFit like five, six days a week, super high intensity stuff, doing a lot of weight training. And I like didn't want anything to do with the gym. So I took like three or four weeks before I even went back to like my CrossFit gym of just walking and uh, getting outside, right? Like that was something my therapist recommended for mental health, right? Getting outside, there's so many health benefits. Um, And that was like, okay, that's easy. I can do that. Um, I'll take my dog, right? I'll just go on a 20 minute walk in the morning. And then I started being like, oh, I really love this. And it was still like, hot in Texas so I'm just like sweating and I'm like going on this walk and I'm like okay like I feel better and then you start getting these endorphins right where you're like oh I'm proud of myself you know like I did this thing for myself today um that's like that self-care and again for me it's like take the win like allow yourself to take the win from that because so like there's so much shame like even as you said Jenny right like there's so much shame around like oh I've hit burnout I've dropped the ball I'm a failure like I let myself get in this situation and you really just have to like take the small wins because people are there all the time and you're not alone. Um, but starting with those small wins, like going on walks and drinking water, that was a big one for me. Like I want to drink like 80 ounces of water a day. That was like for three of my shaker bottles. That's like 90 ounces. Okay. I'm going to drink three of those a day. Great. Like that's a win right there. Um, I'm going to go to therapy once a week, right? Like 
starting out, I, I needed it probably every day, but could only afford once a week. So I just was like, talk to my therapist, get my head, pour into myself there. Um, and if you can't afford therapy, like journal, right? Um, find ways, like there's so many free apps um, where you can download like a meditation or even just like journal prompts where you're looking at yourself and um, affirmations were big for me too. Just like, you are enough, you are strong, like you are capable, you are not a failure, like you are loved, right? All the things that you forget when you're just in the pit, um, really speaking those over yourself um, is was huge for me. It still is. And I still do all these things all the time. I go on walks, I go to therapy, I journal, I, you know, use affirmations and, and meditation and uh, just start with something that's low resistance. And then for like, anything else too. So low resistance, I'll just mean something that's easy, accessible, right? So if you don't have a gym or even a membership, right? People that can't pay a membership, go on a walk, like do push-ups and sit-ups in your living room, like do something where it's like the least amount of resistance. I'm not going to encounter the resistance of, you know, the price of the gym or maybe waking up at 5 a.m. Like, don't lie to yourself. You're not going to just all of a sudden wake up at 5 a.m. and start going to the gym when you're like at the least motivated state. Like, go like on your lunch break, you know, like go after work when it's like easy. You want easy tasks, like easy, easy things to get done. Um, but those are huge to me. And then you start, you know, dopamine response and like serotonin of like, oh, I'm, I'm doing this, you know, like I'm completing things, I'm building up my momentum. And then those little things can become bigger things, bigger tasks. And, you know, like I'm still kind of in a cocoon when it comes to social relationships too. Like I really have kept to myself these last few months. And I think that's been great because for me, I noticed socially, I would be really exhausted if I went and like spent a lot of time with groups of people or, was pouring into them, you know, talking to them, because I know we all, like, have friends that maybe, like, in my mind, it's, like, takes more work. I don't know if that's a weird way to describe it, but some friends, it just feels like it takes more work to, like, be with them, and you write, like, you love hanging out with them, but it's just, like, oh, like, this person, like, maybe talks so much, and there's all deep conversation. It's just, like, I don't want a deep conversation. I just want to go, like, have a Moscow Mule with you and, like, shoot the shit about work and, like, love life, whatever, you know, and, so I really removed myself and just kind of went with the friendships that were so easy for me to just like go sit on the couch next to someone and not do anything, you know, like the small ways that you can kind of get back into it. And I'm still like that. And I think now maybe I'm like over adjusted and I'm like, no, I really want to protect my energy because I don't want to get back to that place. Like I'm only going to give it to people that have like the privilege of being in my energy because it's a privilege to be in my energy, right? Like, I know this is a really hard decision to say with Jenny. I was like, I don't know, Jenny, it's a privilege to be in my energy today, but you, I'm just kidding. You pass the test. You can always be. Amen, sister. Amen. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, those are like all the things that I experienced. Um, I think well, I something that I. So same. Yeah, I love that you just said, though, that like, it's just because I mean, when I hear a woman say that, like, it is a privilege to be in my energy, I'm like, damn right. Because it's like. <laughs> I mean, if we come into life with that energy, it's just you, you're so much different. I want I want to go back to a few things that you said that I think are so, so important. You you were talking about the path of least resistance. And like this, you know, when we talk about high achievers, type A, whatever, this can be difficult. This can be so difficult to like I think of it as setting yourself up for success. Like if you had to jump on a box that was really high, would it make, and you had never done that before, would you start with the really, really high box? Oh, 
you would start with a low box and you would jump on the low box and then you go to the next one and then you're the next one because you it builds your confidence. And that's something that I use in the work with my clients is like this bridge of believability. Yeah. At the other end of the bridge, you want to be feeling great. You're working out. You want to be eating well. You want to be social. You want to blah, 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 whatever, like the opposite of burnout, whatever you're experiencing, like you want that on the other side of the bridge. But you got to build that bridge. And we got to think about like, what is like the first thing that you're willing to do to get behind? Or like you said, like the path of least resistance, like what is that when? Um, How can you set yourself up for success to actually, to, how can you set yourself up to win, right? Like pick the thing that you're like, yeah, I'll go do that. Like, yeah, I can go for a walk, right? And, and no longer comparing yourself to what you had been doing, right? Like, oh, well, I was going to CrossFit five or six days a week, or I was running, you know, this much, or I was whatever, you know, but instead just think about, okay, like this is where I am now, what is that first thing? And and I love that you used really simple examples of just like being outside, right? Walking, um, water, therapy, um, but building towards that. And like you said, it like helped build your confidence. And um, and then you like added on to it as you went. And you also said something that I think is really important. It's like, and you're still doing these things. And I think almost like I was, I don't know, I, as you were saying that, I was like, you know what? Actually, burnout is a blessing in some ways, because it reminds us that the basic things are so important. Because like, what are those actually fill your cup? And and that's like, you know, as you're thinking about these wins, you, you mentioned two things. Okay. So what are the things that actually will make you feel more energetic, right? So it's a walk right. or it's water. But you also said, you also spoke to what are the things that deplete your energy? Like, you know, with certain being around certain people, of course, like some of us are introverted, some of us are extroverted. And we, you know, being around certain people can be depleting. Not that it means that they're wrong people. It just means that it's just a different type of relationship, right? Just like a workout can be depleting. It doesn't mean that right. it's wrong. Um, but I think thinking about what are so two of those things, what are what are the things that increase your energy? How can we add more of those in? What are the things that are actually depleting your energy? So for you, like you said, it was like being around people. Like it was just helpful for you to be more, you know, in your own little cocoon and doing your own thing um, and be and being protective of your energy. For some people, like that might look different. Like theirs might be, you know what? I need to be around people um, and, you know, I need to like maybe journaling isn't good. Maybe they overanalyze, right. maybe they overthink, right. right? So just noticing that about yourself, I think is so important. Um, you know, getting out of getting out of burnout. And I want to mention this because this is something I think I might have shared this with you, Vicky, a while ago when we talked, but I was just sharing it with a client her day. And one of my perspective shifts around burnout, like I just was saying, like burnout is a blessing, but um and the uh, the thing that I experienced when I like kind of got to the other side was realizing that it was a death of a part of me. That might sound a little woo woo and weird, but <laughs> bear, bear, bear with me for a minute. Um, so, so 
it was like through some of my spiritual work that I was doing. And I sometimes journal and do these things that are like conversations with God, where I'm, I'm really just having a conversation with myself and just like kind of intuitively writing and that sort of thing. One of the things that had come up for me was just that like the reason that you're so tired and the reason that like that I was talking to myself and the reason that you're feeling this way is because like you're you have like released this part of you that no longer serves you. Right. It served you up until this point. But it's like you've lost this part of you. And it was almost as if like I was grieving. I was going through like a grieving process. And it was it was odd because it wasn't like traditional grief, right? In the sense that you actually lose someone, it, I mean, it felt like that in a way. Um, the the experience was really similar, but I think that when you you know physically when you lose someone, you you know it's almost like you you're pointing to it and it's normalized to be going through grief. But when you are going through a personal development journey, when you have something that happens in your life that isn't traditional in terms of, of grief, like you, um, I mean, I know for some people, you know, it's when they have a baby and they go from not being a mom to being a mom or, you know, going through a breakup or, um, moving cities or, you know, all of that can bring about that's loss. Right. And I think it requires us to, to create new ways of being, which means if we're creating new ways of being, and this was my realization, if I'm creating this new way of being, I'm allowing this new part to come and to develop in me, then I have to create room for it, which means that I have to release this old part of me. And um, so so in a way, burnout in this context, at least the way that I see it, at least from where I'm sitting right now, is like it's it's a good thing. And it's one of these things that like in retrospect or what while we're in it, it doesn't feel like that. So like right. if you're in it right now, I'm sorry, and it sucks, and you're in the goo, and I don't mean to be like, hey, it's going to be great on the other side. Like, I want to empathize, and and Vicky, I know you've been too. It's like, <laughs> yes, but like, be kind to yourself. Like, be kind to yourself. And, um, but I don't know. I think that if someone, you know, at least that was like the message that I had learned during it. That and that perspective shift almost like made me, um, just trust more. Right? It just, I just, I was like, okay, you know what, like. I'm just going to trust that on the other side of like, it's all going to make sense, but I can't see it right now. And that's okay. Um, and so, so I'm curious, like, did, did that, I mean, what I just described that perspective, like, did you, did you feel any of that throughout your process of, of coming out of burnout or being oh in it? Oh my gosh. Yes. I was thinking as you were talking, like, have you been reading my journals? Like, did I like share these with you? Because <laughs> it is like eerily similar. Um, but, you know, just another reason why I love you because we have telepathy now, I guess. Um, but yeah, like a, a death to like an old self, I think is a great way to look at it. I think for me, because I'm like a very like rational brain person, like I want to like make sense of everything, right? Like there's a reason, like there's this or that, which, you know, doesn't always work because the world is very gray. Um, but if I have to look at like the reasons for my burnout, like my burnout um, is like, okay, clearly like my self-talk, clearly Vic that shit wasn't working for you. So like, okay, how did that work out? Okay, clearly that's that's not a great idea of how to live your life. So we're going to change and we're going to find a new way to do this. But also I think recognizing uh, like if you're in the burnout right now, something that like really helped me when I was in it is acknowledging like, damn, if I can live my life at this super suboptimal level, right? And there's 
probably like, even if you could only name one area of your life, like for me, I'm working with clients. I'm like, even if my clients like still say they're getting like gains out of their personal training, right? Like there's small wins. The kids I was working with at the school, like they still like love me and they were getting value. Like, damn, if that was me at like 5% Vic, like imagine me at a hundred percent Vic. And so it's like, okay. And I'm like, okay, great. And it kind of like had the opposite effect of building my confidence up and like wanting to seek her. Like I want to find that hundred percent Vic like so bad now. Like, but also acknowledging like, dang at 5%, if this is what I can do, what can I do at a hundred percent? And like, just, yeah, like if you're in it, I'm so sorry, but I see you and like, please like percentage. And I will like, just talk good shit over you all day, every day. But it's like, yes, like you can start picking yourself up out of the pit. Um, and it is a death to your old self. But I think if you're not growing, right, there's not going to be any hardships, right? Like growth is super uncomfortable, like growth professionally, growth spiritually, growth physically, right? Like going to the gym isn't like, like I I do love working out quote unquote most of the time, but when I'm in the middle of like that death hundred workout that we did, I like hated it. I was like, I want to go home. This is terrible. Right. Like, and then afterwards I'm like, okay, yes. You know, like the growth happens from the uncomfortable of going to therapy and like had the small effect or asking for help, right. Like throwing your hands in the air and like really bringing in the people, maybe it's like one or two people that you really trust, you know, but like reaching out to them because they will help you, you know, like, and someone has probably been there too. Um, so just like acknowledging that, but that is like, that is the growth, you know, the growth is going to be messy. It's going to be painful. It's going to be all the things you don't want it to be. And you try to avoid, um, but it's always going to be there to teach you a lesson and tell you what you don't know. Um, it's time to do something different, uh, take care of yourself, a new career path or relationship or whatever it is. But yeah, I agree. It's like, like a death sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I love that you brought up the really great analogy of just thinking about the comparison. So if you're someone that works out often and you, you know, you experience like, you know, when you're going through a workout and it sucks and you're just like, oh my stop, but you keep going out how you feel at the other, on the other side of that. Then also you go home, you replenish yourself, you take care of yourself, you sleep, you wake up, you're, and you're like, ah, and you like kind of start to like love the soreness because you're like, okay, like that means like my muscles are breaking down, they're building back stronger. And we embrace it in that context. But often when it comes to like the personal development, which is more stretched out, right? It's not as like microscopic as like a workout. But I often think of this like, you know, is like you're building, you're callousing your yourself, right? You're building, um, you know, your resilience and your growing and, um, you know, welcoming that resilience because that is a part of your growth and, and easier said than done. But I know for right. me, like, it's been something that I feel like I've gotten slapped in, um, over and over again to be like, this is, this is it. Like, this is actually the work, right? And um, when you're in the thick of it, like reminding yourself of like, oh, like this is what I've trained for, right? Like this is why I've done this work. This is why I am, this is, you know, this is why I'm getting handed this right now because there is an opportunity here. And while it might not be clear, it will be at some point. Um, yeah, I just love, love, love this conversation just about thinking of like this new perspective around burnout. Um, and so once, you know, you're, when you're 
I guess to kind of like wrap up this conversation around burnout, like once, let's just say someone is listening to this and they're thinking to themselves, holy crap, I've been burnout. Cause like you said, I've been burnout for four years and like shit starting to hit the fan and it's becoming more clear or whatever, or maybe it's been a year or whatever. And they're, they're noticing this. What, what would you want to tell them? That you're worth the hard work that is changing what you need to change. That nothing, no situation is worth sitting in, like, in order to sacrifice yourself. Like, you are worth the hard work that is ahead of you, but you're also able and capable of doing this hard work. Yeah. Love it. I love it. So, you said something earlier too about like being 5% thick and then being 100% thick, right? Um, and uh, this has been something that I've been thinking about, right? Like, you know, I think, and this is important to look for other people to look back and be like, look at the impact that you've made. So, in addition to what you're saying, but also like look back and look at the impact that you've made operating at that. And what if you could double or triple that because you're actually growing, you're becoming stronger, you know, if we're thinking about like in the workout sense, like you're becoming stronger mentally. Um, but the, the, one of the things that I have, that I actually have this quote written, it's an affirmation. It's on a post-it note. I use visual displays. And so I, I wrote it this morning. Um, and it reminds me of, it reminds me of kind of what you were saying. And it says, I am the one who meets myself at the level to which I want the world to meet me. I go first, the universe responds. And I think that this is so important because we can, you know, as a coach, like some people, sometimes people think that like I'm like their cheerleader, but like that's not really at all. Like, I mean, I I want to, they're doing great and cheer them on for sure. But something that, that's sometimes why people will come into coaching because they want to hear that they are great and that they can do it. Totally that's all very true, and we all need to hear that sometimes. But the work that I actually do with people, that they meet themselves at that point, that they believe themselves, because I want people to be dependent on me, right? I don't want them to be dependent to have to speak that into them while we need it when we're in hard times. But I think that the work, like what you're saying, what you're pointing to is like, if you can meet yourself at that level, that you really want the world to see you as, and like how you, how you really want, who you really want to be. And you start to relate to yourself. You've shifted your identity. And that's untouchable because that affects your beliefs. And then when your beliefs are changed, that affects what you are capable of, or what you believe you're capable of. That affects your habits, your behaviors. And then that eventually changes your whole entire environment. The people that are around you, what your business looks like, what your life looks like. And um, I just, you know, I think something to just, remind ourselves in this process is that like we need to welcome like expect and welcome the resistance and that it is it is up to you to like do the work right like to meet yourself there and to accept where you're at um so that you know what to do next like that acceptance piece is so important um so the responsibility, I mean, I don't know if I like the word responsibility, but just thinking about like being at cause in your own life, like what do you want to cause 
And right. what is that going to require of you? Um, so just a little, maybe it's tough love in some ways, but it's also just like the reality of situations that like it is, you know, and maybe you can speak to this, Vicky. It's like, you know, yes, like through you having conversations with people, it really supported you going to therapy, talking to other people about it. And that was part of your process. Yet, like what it fundamentally came down to was you choosing to do the work. Right. Yeah. I mean, and even thinking about like making those adjustments, like what you just said, it's, it's up to you ultimately. Um, you know, if you are a grown ass adult with your own finances and support and, um, you know, maybe you do have a partner that is like watching this, um, but it's still on you, you know, like putting, I played the blame game, I think for a long time of blaming my circumstances, my job, my, my upbringing, right. My mom and dad, my, like things that have happened to me, I, I blamed the situation of the circumstances. And, you know, there's like that quote of, I forget what it is exactly, but, you know, if all of us threw our problems out on the floor, you know, we'd probably pick up pretty quickly, you know, like we, like seeing how other people really do live um, makes you grateful. And so your problems are not like, I don't want to invalidate the severity of your situation or how hard it is. Um, but like, you, you are with your happiness. You're responsible for taking that pivot. Like I really had, I had to pivot my career. Okay, great. I had to like sweat people from my life that were like having a directly negative effect on me. Um, I had to like really rethink what to like really evaluate um, how I wanted my life to look and then take steps towards that life. And it's crazy too. Like, I think I was telling you this just while we were, while we were texting the other day, like it's crazy when you get back to your alignment in yourself of maybe that's like, oh, now my, my values are more aligned in what I'm doing for work or even just health, like what I'm manifesting for myself moving forward. But the minute you start living in your alignment, you feel more peace. Like the minute, the millisecond, right? You're making those choices. And, and when you decide to do that for yourself, even if you're in the deepest, darkest burnout hole, like you will start to feel peace. You will start to feel like a purpose in your direction. And that is the thing that brought me out of it. And it's still bringing me forward. Like every step I take, it's just one step at a time. You don't know the whole picture or what's going to happen tomorrow, but all you know is like the next step that you can take uh, to, to really just stay in alignment. I'm like scared of going out of alignment now. <laughs> like I've been like, I've been scarred from burnout, right? Where I'm like, okay, now I'm on my, my beam, you know, of like, this is me, this is big, this is what she wants, this is who she wants to be. I'm just going to like keep stepping like the straightest line I possibly can, staying here um, because it feels good. Things are happening and like moving forward. Um, and it's like, oh, I like, I know I'm going to like be a rocket now, you know, like I'm going to just like shoot in this direction hard. Um, and it makes me very excited now, but just, yeah, taking that ownership, like swallow your ego. I, I would say that's like literally step number one is just gotta swallow the ego. It's yeah. Gotta go. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, I, I'm so glad that you just spoke to that because, you know, I, I, you know, I, I said it was tough love, but it's actually empowering, right? Like when you own that, when you stop pointing the finger at, your past, other people, um, your circumstances, that sort of thing. As soon as you stop doing that and you just say, okay, what like do I want? What do I like actually want to be experiencing in this moment? Like what would my, how we said it earlier, like 
what would be my path of least resistance right now to move in the direction of where I want to go, where I think at least I want to go. I may not know. That's totally fine. You may not know. But as soon as you make that transition, and I think as it's like our levels of consciousness, there's like a, you know, it's like a to me state when we're we're thinking that way, like life is happening to me. So I look at other people and circumstances for the way that things are, which really um, makes us feel right, righteous. Like I get to be right. I get to be right. I know for me, like I've had some stuff that had happened with my dad. I had, you know, some relationship issues and all of that. And I, and, you know, what, like all of us do with parents and, and all of that. And it's so easy to blame, to blame your past and be like, well, yeah, that's the way I am. Right. Um, and, but as soon as you choose to be like, well, what, what do I actually want? Um, and that's, you know, like that's the ego is stepping out of like having to be right. Like you get to be justified in your actions if you're blaming someone else. So it keeps you in that same cycle. So then we move into, I mean, I think of it as through me consciousness of just like, how do I have life like happen through me? Like I'm just a conduit for this just to be doing here. Um, and how can I be in alignment with that so that I can receive what I'm supposed to be receiving and give what I'm supposed to be giving? Um, and and of course, like just because we have that recognition or that shift in consciousness doesn't mean that we never go back there. Like it's human nature to be in a to me consciousness or to blame other people. And it doesn't mean that your past isn't valid and like, you know, you need to not feel the way that you do around it. But I really like to think of it as it's both. It's both holding both of them. It's yeah, this happened to me. And it doesn't have to be the excuse of why I'm not moving forward. It can just be a part of who I am, which is probably what the death was, right? It's like the death of like, it's a death of part of our ego, of part of like letting that be a tool that makes you feel like you are being successful while it's actually really holding you back, you know? And um, so I love that you just spoke to that. And like, thanks for being like vulnerable because it's just like, I know that there's, you know, people that already get so much value from hearing that. I know I have, it's just great reminders for me. So I appreciate you sharing your story with us yeah no problem I know I'm just yeah hoping that someone else can hear it and uh feel like they can take charge of their life again and yeah. uh, you're not abnormal you know for for hitting that um I think it's unfortunately you know like pretty common but you you can do hard things you can pull yourself up yeah for sure well well something that you know, we probably thought we were going to talk more about, we didn't, but I, I think that what we talked about is really important is more of like the fitness side of things. So, you know, Vicki, can you talk about how you support people? Obviously what people know now at this point, and hopefully, you know, is that you really take into this, like this whole holistic approach, like really understanding people, getting people, um, which I think is so important when there, you know, there's a lot of trainers out there that, you know, they're like, here, eat chicken and broccoli and do these three workouts that I give everybody. Um, and you're not like that. You know, you're very <laughs> um, thinking about the whole person. But can you just, you know, talk about how you work with people, like what type of people you love working with? Um, yeah. And how and how you how you support people? Yeah. Um I think I have liked the thought and now the newness of working with people that are 
maybe more frustrated with how things have gone for them. So not necessarily the new person to fitness and wellness, but someone that has been doing this for a long time and maybe feels stuck. So kind of like what we spoke about earlier, maybe like I've been doing this one routine and I like it, but nothing's happening for me right now. Or, you know, I eat so super clean and healthy and this, this, and this isn't happening for me, right? Like I uh, putting together those puzzle pieces. And I think because of my experiences, you know, collegiate athletics and CrossFit and personal training and all of that, it's really given me that like breadth of um, across different populations to where I really do love the challenge and then moving the needle outside the gym. Like I will give you everything you need to find success and whatever athletic goal that you need that you are looking for. But I'm also going to take a deep look at maybe why you're not there. Uh, and like Jenny knows too, I'm going to be very honest about it. <laughs> so I'm not going to say like, oh, you're trying so hard, right? Like, nah, bitch, you're not sleeping. So like you need to sleep and then I'll allow you to do this workout. But until you sleep, you're not allowed to go to the gym, right? Like we're going to do this this way um, because that's how you have effective change. Sometimes you have to make some some massive action towards it. But yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Maybe not someone who doesn't uh, respond to honesty, if you're scared of that, then please don't call me. Um, but if you would like some honesty, then uh, I would love to hear from you and work with you. I love it. I love it. Yes, yes, yes. So um, how do you work with people? Because you have virtual programs. You also do like in-person. So so can you talk about that? Sure. Um, so right now I'm actually trying to get like, I have a good handful of people, but uh, through the new year, and this is something if you follow me, you'll see in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be in the 15 people that really want to have this larger transformation for themselves. So again, that really frustrated person, it's going to be an investment. It's going to also be 100% worth it for you. So uh, really coming alongside me and the team and looking at everything from what your workouts are, how your sleep is, what your diet is, what your environment is, right? How's your work? How's your life? How's your spouse? How's your kids? All that good nitty gritty stuff. And make a really good action plan for that. Change some habits, um, get you from point A to point B. So that's one thing I'm really excited about, um, which will be like more in depth. And then I also have um, programs that you can subscribe to. And those are like very low ticket things that if you're just looking for a new routine or to switch things up, um, if you're at home, I have like a minimalist, low equipment list workout you can follow each day. Uh, or if you're going to a gym, literally any gym or your garage gym with some equipment, I have uh, like the strength squad where we get strong uh, and we lift heavy things. So uh, it's a lot of fun. I was just looking at my friend, uh, one of my clients and friend uh, sent me his back squats today and it got me really excited because I just love lifting heavy things. It's it's where my heart. Uh, yeah. If you want to do that stuff too, that's really easy. I can set you up. No problem with that. That's great. That's great. Yeah. And that, I mean, mentioning that at home, like minimal equipment is, is so awesome. I know that I took part in that for a little bit with you, Vicky. And like right now, like that might be really helpful for people if you're traveling and you're out. Like, I mean, I know for me, I was thinking, cause you know, I go to a CrossFit gym right now and I was thinking, oh, like what am I going to be doing when I'm traveling? Um, so like, if you're not really one to like go out and just be like, I'm going to go on runs, like, but you want to do something more indoors, like that indoor, um, at home program is so helpful. Um, and you can get your family doing it. You guys can, you know, it can yeah. be a whole, a whole thing. Um, so that's a really great option. And, and the software, like I'm a big structure person. Um, <laughs> a lot of my clients that have worked with me. That's something that they always talk about, but you know, you, the way that it's set up is just really easy. Cause like that is, you know, for those people that value that that's going to be something that's super helpful. And I'm so excited. I didn't know about this program that you're, 
launching. So we'll have to get more in so we can share it with people. Um, so yeah, if you guys are looking to make a, I always say select three, you know, areas of your life where you're looking at making a change. And I use a, I use a well-being wheel. We have, and I'm probably not going to remember them right now, but there's eight areas that I use with my clients. And I always tell people to choose the three areas that you feel are going to make the biggest impact in your life and make changes there. And we choose the three areas so that we're not trying to focus on the whole wheel. We choose three areas that we think like if these areas change, like almost everything in my life would change, right? So thinking about that, right? So, and I'll try to remember them. So we have physical well-being, which is what we're talking about today. We have financial well-being, we have business and career, spiritual, which is like also personal element. Um, oh gosh, here we go. Okay. Um, what else? Uh mental well-being. Um, wow. Social, that one? Social, like yeah, your, relationships. Sorry, friends and fa- friends and family. Um, and then romantic. So those are two separate. So we have friends and family, romantic, and we have one more that I'm missing. Um, oh, play, fun, and recreation. That probably went to tell you which ones I'm focusing on, right? So you guys now know. <laughs> the last um, one. <laughs> Play, fun, and recreation is the last one. So if you think about those eight areas, like what would be – this is just a fun exercise for you guys to do right now. Like what would be the three areas that you would choose in the new year that you would want to focus on? And if one of those areas is physical well-being, then hit up Vicky. See if there's one of these programs that she can support you with. Um, And because when we get support in those areas, it just makes this so much easier because – Hopefully what you experienced today, I mean, the reason I love doing the podcast is like it normalizes the stuff that we're going through and you feel less alone in the process. And um, Vicky is so great at just like connecting with people and understanding them and being empathetic. And, um, you know, I think that's so important in a in a trainer, but also like you are honest with people, too. So it's not like you're just trying to be like placate people. Right. You're going to do both. You're going to you're going to give them what they need. Um, and what they want, and you're going to let them know when they, you know, need a little kick in the tushy, right? <laughs> so move in the direction, which is important. So if you're actually looking at making the change, then she is your person. If you're looking at just, you know, doing some surface level work and half-assing it, she's not. So now we know. <laughs> yeah, please don't call me. <laughs> Do not call me. Yeah, I mean, I would yeah. say, I'm like, if you're not interested in actually doing the deeper work, we are, we are, you know, I'm not your person. I might really like you and and that sort of thing, but we're not, my program is not for you. So, um, okay, Vicki. So we will put in the show notes how people can get in touch with you, but for right now, like what is the best way for people to learn more about you and get connected with you? Um, I would say Instagram. That's probably the platform I'm most active on right now. I'm experimenting with TikTok, but I think that's more for my own entertainment right now so uh instagram my username is vicky v-i-c-k-y underscore and then my last name galasso g-a-l-a-s-s-o so that's like the number one place and then it has all the connections to my business page and my website on there awesome great well i have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation with you i'm so glad that we were able to um, make time to do this is there anything else that you would like to share 
Uh, I think just gratitude for this conversation, to be quite honest. Uh, it's been really cool, like I mentioned earlier, to like walk in my alignment, especially these last few months. And I think this was just like another like step, um, one in front of the other. And so, and it was a conversation with a great friend. So I'm just, I'm very grateful for this and for our friendship. Thank you, Vicki. I'm so glad to have you. Um, so we will put, if you guys want to get in contact with her, check, check her out on Instagram. I'm so glad, um, that we were able to do this and we will chat soon. I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you took some value from today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the inspiration on Instagram by following along at Wellwolf or visiting the website at wellwolf.com. I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. In the meantime, be well, be wild.